Maria Muldaur is our guest on Coffee Shop Conversations this week. She will be in Oregon for two upcoming shows in Eugene at Wow Hall on Friday, April 8th, and a sold-out show in Nehalem the next night. Right now, she's in Mill Valley, California. Now, don't you dare call her a one-hit wonder, because she has been lending her voice to her own band and dozens of other groups for a long, long time. Next week, our guest will be writer Sean Levy on his upcoming book on female comedians. From Moms Mabley to Joan Rivers. But right now, let's talk to the lively and enthusiastic Maria Moldauer. Hello, Maria. Hey there. <laughs> nice to talk to you. After all these years of not talking to you. Really? How long has it been, Tom? Well, it's been 75 for me. Oh, okay, well, it's about time, babe. I think so. Well, listen, before we get into other stuff, let's talk about the gigs first. How about that? Okay, right so, to the point. So you're going to be in Oregon for two gigs. That's right. I'm going to be, um, I can't. I can't pronounce what the first one is, but that one's already sold out. So oh, we're wow. hoping that all the people that wanted to come there would come to the Eugene show at the world-famous WOW Hall. Woodsman of the world. That's right. <laughs> I've you... played there many a time, and I was excited to hear I was coming back after not being there for several years. Yeah, well, nobody, the people, nobody was anywhere for a couple of years. Oh, tell me about it! I'm so glad and so excited and so grateful to, to be finally getting out on the road with my band again, playing live music for people. I think it's a, it's a medicine that people might not have realized they needed till you know, you don't miss your water till your well runs dry. I think yes. people are especially grateful and appreciative of coming together in community to hear live music. It's just not about hearing the coming out to hear how fabulous the band is or the artist or whoever, mm -hmm. but just to come out in community and greet each other, you know, the people who are your neighbors and friends from your neck of the woods. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and I'm looking forward to uh, bringing some spring and sunshine and positivity to the peeps up there. Well, everybody's every, every everybody sure is ready for that. <laughs> good, good. Have you had any gigs since things have cooled down a little bit? Well, I I've been working more locally. You know, I live in California in Marin mm -hmm. County, so the weather's good here. So there've been some outdoor gigs that we've been doing mm -hmm. sporadically, and then I did some around Christmas time and around Valentine's time. But this little tour of the Nor uh, Pacific Northwest is the first. Uh, all-out tour that we've gone on in two years. We had just come back from a little run of Southern California when lockdown went into effect. So oh, I'm, I'm here to tell you we're ready, willing, and able and eager to come out and play our hearts out for you. And that's Friday, April 8th. And, of course, the Saturday, April 9th is sold out. What good news. Yes, it is. I'm big in whatever that town is. <laughs> 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 it what reminds the, me of that. What is the town I'm playing the night before again? Nahalem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I, apparently I'm very big there, but I, I know people <laughs> will turn out in Eugene. I have a lot of good friends there, and I'm hoping they'll all show up and get happy. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I think of the Tom Waits song, I'm big in Japan. I'm big <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> So uh, Marin County, isn't, I thought that was full of hippies. 
Well, you're talking to one. <laughs> yeah. No, you're talking to one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, man. I was uh, I was the publisher of the underground paper in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, God love you. There were so many underground papers, and uh, yeah, I yeah. miss those days, but a few of us are still alive and kicking and, and uh, still trying to bring the good the good love vibe to, to, to people who are, you know, there's so many more stresses today than there were back then that uh, I think music is more important than ever. Well, the cops aren't trying to lock me up anymore. Well, that's good. <laughs> and the draft board's not after me, so that, yeah. those are two good things. Cool. <laughs> um, so tell me about the band you're going to have. Well, uh, my band is called the Red Hot Bluesiana Band, and I just call them the Bluesiana Band for short. And Bluesiana is a word I made up years ago to kind of describe the kind of New Orleans-flavored blues, R&B, and swamp funk that we like to play. Mm -hmm. I got really immersed in, in that kind of music when I, uh, through my long association with uh, the late, very great Dr. John, mm -hmm. I started recording with him in the early 70s, and uh, he was on quite a few of my recordings when I was with Warner Brothers. And then in the 80s, when we were both what we like to euphemistically call in between labels, i.e. neither <laughs> of us had a record deal. We went out as a duo quite often around wow. the States and in Europe a bit. And I just got so addicted to that groovy, funky, soulful, laid back, kind of rolling New Orleans style piano that he played. And he taught mm -hmm. me so much about New Orleans music and the artists who created it and who play it. That I, where I'd come off the road with him, and I'd uh, I'd just be jonesing for that sound. So I made it a, um, a kind of a practice that anybody who was trying out to be my keyboard player had to also be very well versed in that style of music, and that kind of just helped create the sound I I do with this particular band. And uh, so I've got a wonderful keyboard player with me this time. Do you remember a, a, a movie called The Commitments about an Irish R&B band that was out a while back? I know about it. I never saw it. Yeah, well, the keyboard player from that band... Uh, who's just wonderful, Eamon, Eamon Flynn is going to be my keyboard player, and then I have a wonderful guitarist named Craig Caffel, who also sings wonderfully, and a drummer named Chris Ross, and it's just a, uh, a three-piece that sounds like a four-piece, because Eamon Flynn will be kicking bass with his left hand. Ah, so and, uh, he, he, he can second line pretty good, huh? Oh yeah, that's a prerequisite for the you know if you if if you're auditioning to be in my band, you got to be able to second line. All right, that's good. That's good. Well, that's great. Um, do you do any Dr. John in in your in your show? Uh, we don't do any of his songs, uh, but uh, he, his influence is all over everything we play. <laughs> you know, uh, we do it. We do an Earl King song called "Make a Better World." We're doing a a wonderful song. When when Alan Toussaint passed away a few years ago, we were asked to take part in a tribute uh, concert for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went, you know, started researching. I, of course, knew him. He was a friend, and I just admired him Im immensely. And I had recorded a few of his songs, like Yes, We Can and mm -hmm. uh, Brickyard Blues and, and several others. But I, I started digging around because I had to come up with a whole 
program of his tunes and found several that I'd never heard before, including this one called Optimism Blues. And it's just the most catchy, wonderful song and just what the doctor ordered for for today's for today's travails. Well, so, he, made, he, he, he wrote a lot of songs that that, uh, that, that he wrote a lot of songs that that that, that really uh, have never lost their power. Exactly. I mean, he—he's just—he's a. More people should know about him, and and um, I, I try to see to it that everybody that comes to my show gets to know about him. So we're going to be doing that. A lot of New Orleans flavored songs. One called Cajun Moon that I recorded mm-hmm. with uh, Charles Neville and and a wonderful New Orleans band. A lot of the stuff I've recorded over the years has been recorded in New Orleans, including my latest, my 43rd album, mm-hmm. which is called Let's Get Happy Together, which I recorded with a wonderful street band called tuba skinny are you familiar with them oh sure the funny thing is that when i first encountered that band um i thought it was like tuba fats who was an actual guy i thought there was an actual guy named tuba skinny well you know the the tuba player told me how that came about the name he was dry he was they are very kind of um it's a band of young, to me, younger musicians. Most of them are in their late twenties to late thirties, and uh, they're very um, environmentally conscious. And so most of them get around New Orleans on bicycles whenever possible. And uh, he was riding, drive, riding to a gig in the French Quarter with his tuba on his back, and <laughs> and somebody yelled out, "Hey, it's Tuba Skinny." He's a tall, lanky young man, and so that's how he got the name, and that's how they named the band. And they're just so talented. And uh, I heard about, the, I heard them in a store when I was in my old hometown of Woodstock, New York, uh, shopping in a in a store there, and heard this wonderful vintage jazz coming out over the speakers in the store. And I said to the gal, I, I said, "Hey, I didn't know the local radio station was playing such hip, cool stuff." She said, "That's not the radio. That's a CD." I said. Really? What is it? She said it's a band called Tuba Skinny, and I, I have studied this kind of music all my life, having been in a in a band called the Question Jug Band, which was, uh, you know, we recorded in the '60s, and we were reviving a lot of the early uh, jazz and blues from the '20s and '30s at that time. So I consider myself a pretty knowledgeable about that. I said, Tuba Skinny, I've never heard of them. And she said, well, it's a band of young street musicians, and they're performing. I I wouldn't believe her till she showed me the <laughs> album because I thought they sounded so authentic and so soulful. They weren't just playing this stuff. They were channeling it. And so through her, she she ended up connecting with them and getting me a few more of their albums, and I uh, just fell in love with them. I was playing them all the time, and then when I got to New Orleans to do uh, a special showcase for the Americana Music Awards two years ago, uh, they asked me to. They wanted me to do a showcase, and I came up with the idea of asking Tuba Skinny to back me up. So we had one quick rehearsal. We did did the little showcase. Everybody loved it, and uh, that that little re- that little performance ended up leading to us having the opportunity to cut an album together. So we did. And it came out May 7th, just when people were starting to come out of the first 
big lockdown and um, mm-hmm. the album's called let's get happy together and the title song was written by uh lil harden armstrong who was louis louis armstrong's first wife mm-hmm. and she was a wonderful keyboard player singer and songwriter in her own right and um i just thought it was uh perfect timing to come out with an album called let's get happy together just as people were crawling out of their covid hibernation so we'll be even though i sadly won't be touring with tuba skinny we'll be doing a few of the uh fun songs from that cd that's great that's awesome uh when you had that first uh, the first time you played with them do you remember uh, a, a particular song that clicked well uh they all did it's like <laughs> we were drinking from the same musical fountains all these years even though i had just met them so they um they knew a lot of tunes that i had recorded previously like a memphis mini tune called going back home which he mm-hmm. does as a duet with kansas joe mm-hmm. and uh, another memphis mini tune called chauffeur blues which i recorded you know several times in the past and uh, so it was like we we could come up together musically even though we'd never played together and uh we did we did a couple of blue lou barker tunes because i had just finished a put out my 42nd album was an album i did in new orleans called don't you feel my leg the naughty body blues of blue lou barker i was paying tribute to her Mm -hmm. which was nominated for a grammy by the way Mm -hmm. anyway so the collection of tunes they all sounded great and uh, that's how that connection happened wow that's great um so uh Speaking of uh, the Queskin band, uh, did, uh, uh, of course, Fritz, Fritz Richmond lived here for a long time in Portland. I know. Oh, we yeah. miss Fritz to this day. I know. Everybody does. He was the world's greatest jug player, living or dead. He was just he he could play the flight of the bumblebee on the on the. Jug. <laughs> I mean, what lips? What can I tell you? And he played a great washtub bass and was just the most wonderful, solid, sweet human being. But we we try to carry on that jug band tradition. Well, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to want to go away anytime soon. No, it's amazing how these these different genres of American roots music are not only sort of staying alive, but actually proliferating and thriving and uh, you know and this is all with no help from the uh, above ground media there's nobody in you know people magazine and even rolling stone aren't doing articles about bands like tuba skinny or or you know other jug bands or or bluegrass bands and so forth but yet there's today there's more blues bands blues clubs blues associations blues record labels and that goes for bluegrass and the other forms of you know old-timey music than there ever were when the music first emerged in the early 20s the and, the, and the dance and the dancing that goes along with it the what pardon the dancing that goes along with it exactly it's great to go to a tuba skinny gig and see people doing this really great jitterbugging you know just like mm-hmm. Just like it was 1924. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so, uh, uh, what? You, you have any 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 uh, new recordings that uh, in in the works? Well, yes. Um, well, I'll tell you about my latest. 
I'm called I'm calling it my latest hit single. I um <laughs> I have a song out with a wonderful video that goes with it called Vaccinated and I'm Ready for Love. <laughs> I heard that. I heard yeah. that. And yeah. I don't know if you can be playing some of these songs for your listeners on this podcast, but uh, I think we sent some to you. you but did. I was uh I was driving home from having my second vaccination shot and I I was just driving along and I felt this it was like a physical sensation of this big weight being lifted and I felt this rush of exhilaration and this sudden lightness and and joy and I I realized in that moment what a dark cloud we'd all been suffering under with with this covid and the threat that it poses to everybody's health and well-being and I felt like all that had lifted and I rolled back the sunroof it was a beautiful spring day and I just started singing vaccinated and I'm ready for love and I just, I, I, at the top of my lungs, just out of nowhere, and I kept singing it all the way home. And then I just kind of laughed at myself and uh, didn't uh, think about it anymore. But the next day, the song was right there. It popped right back into my head. So I called my guitarist, Craig Caffel, and said, hey, I got the title. I got the hook. Come over and help me finish the song. So he did, and we recorded it, and we put out this video, and it's gotten nothing but good response. And I started singing it uh, at my gigs uh, a few months ago, and people just love it. They automatically start joining in on the chorus. And I think everybody who's been brave enough to come out to a gig really is, you know, really gets the message of the song, which is we've been hibernating long enough. It's time to come out and love each other again. Yeah, you're right about that. You are you are right about that. Listen, in looking some looking up some stuff about you online, I did not realize that you were born like me with an apostrophe. Oh, you're Italian, D'Antoni. D'Antoni, right. Okay. And you're you were a D'Amato. D'Amato, Maria Grazia Rosa Dominica D'Amato. What a beautiful name! Oh my <laughs> God, really? I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not being facetious. That's a beautiful name. Well, you know, it, when you're Italian, when you, when you have a kid, you you have to name. They feel like you've got to name the poor kid after everybody possible because they don't want some bitter old maiden aunt to show up and you know curse the child because you forgot to name it after her too so that's how you end up with so many names and um, and then then Muldar was added of course later when i married yeah Muldar. do you miss the apostrophe i i don't miss the apostrophe at all it's 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 a, it's a terrible curse because nobody gets it. It took me until I was in my fifties before people started understanding how to pronounce it. Because there's a, a an NBA coach named Mike D'Antoni. Oh, there is. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, otherwise, I spent my entire life having my name mispronounced. <laughs> oh, okay. Where are you from? Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah, East Coast. Classic East Coast Italian Leo, so you know, look okay. out. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. I'm saying goodbye to my adorable little neighbor. Oh. <laughs> he came up, uh, came to the door. But anyway, but continuing on with our fascinating conversation, what else do you want to know, Tom? I want to know everything, but I don't think I've, I'm, I, I, I don't think Maybe I can. Such a wrong person for that. <laughs> Well, 
who's the wrong person? You or me? Me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know everything. You know, you know, you know enough. I do. You know, you, I know you do, and I know you know you do. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, are you going to get the, get back to New Orleans anytime soon? Uh, God, they just had a tornado as if the hurricane was I working. know. I got to call some of my peeps and make sure they're okay. They hit the lower I nine. Any immediate plans, but I'm never far from being about to go to New Orleans. I'm going to tour the Pacific Northwest this spring. Uh, and then I'm going to, this summer, I'm going to tour my old original stomping grounds, my home turf of the New York slash New England area. Uh -huh. And um, and then who knows? Yes, exactly right. Who knows? Who knows? There might, you know, people are saying, oh, there might going to be another terrible variant. But I feel confident that enough people are vaccinated and th they also have dialed in a way uh, like I think it's Mo not Moderna. I think Johnson and Johnson dialed in a way to have a vaccine that they can just kind of adjust to whatever new variant is, rears its ugly head. So yeah. my very positive, optimistic prediction and, and projection and intention is that these new variants, if if they're caught in time, will just not pose the same kind of deadly uh, threat that the early ones did, because they'll be just like getting a, a flu a or flu shot, cold yes. or, you know, yeah, nothing yeah. that, you know, is going to take you out. Right. But uh, I'll be first if in you, line. If you get vaccinated and you're ready for love. I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be right behind you in line for the vaccine. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, uh, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time out uh, to, to well, talk to me you and for letting me take the time to sort out my techno kerfuffles. But uh, hey. I'm glad we're online talking to each other now, and I hope your listening uh, audience will want to come out to our show at the Wow Hall in Eugene. And maybe we'll see you in Portland this 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 spring and summer. You never know. I mean, April eighth. I meant to say Eugene, April, Oregon, April eighth. You'll tell them all the details. Exactly. I will. <laughs> well, uh, Maria, thank you so much. Appreciate this so much. I do. Thank you so much for having me and helping to spread the word. And okay. Keep on doing what you're doing because obviously it's needed. Well, and back at you. Okay. All right. And like like we always say at the end of these podcast episodes, that's entertainment. <laughs>